Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff, and today I want to talk about negative thoughts while rolling. What's up, guys? Today's episode is going to be short, but this topic is very important to me. You guys know I geek out on all things mental health. When it comes to obsessions, fears, and distorted thoughts, I want to help you guys deal with these things better. It's part of being human. You're going to have negative thoughts, and it sucks when it happens during the middle of a roll. You're rolling with someone, and you start thinking about how you're terrible, and you can't pass the guard, you're clumsy, you never get the technique right, you start to panic. Why why am I even here? I should just tap out and leave. Here's the thing. So many people think they are alone when it comes to this topic. They're the only one out there experiencing negative thoughts. Everyone else is just having fun and they're doing their best and they're having a great time. But that's not the case. We all experience this from time to time. And I feel like some of us experience it more than others, particularly at those lower belts. I know that I've experienced all, all of these four, because I think there's four big reasons that we have negative thoughts when we're out there training. The first being that we take an issue in our personal life, a stressor, a fear, something that happened in our personal life, and we bring it onto the mat. And then that situation in our personal life manifests negative thoughts about our jujitsu and ourself during the roles. The second, you're tired. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep, you're overworked, you're gassed out, you're just doing a hard training session. Or maybe you're out of shape, you took some time off. You come back and now you're out of shape. You're not performing as well. You can't feel your arms. All that lactic acid's in there. You can't even make a grip. You start to cramp up in your legs. You just want to quit. You just want to give up. The third, you're rolling with somebody super aggressive. They're coming at you. They're trying to kill you. It feels like it. It feels like they're trying to rip you limb from limb. You're worried about your safety. Now, anytime you see that person, If you have to roll with them multiple times a week, every time they come in the gym, you're just dreading it. You're hoping, just begging that they don't show up. And when they walk through the gym's doors, you're going, oh no, how can I get out of rolling tonight? You're planning your training sessions around that person coming. The fourth, and I think this is the most common, you put a ton of value on winning. You want to win that roll. When you're not winning, when you're not passing the guard, when you're not finding the positions and submissions that you want to get, you start to think negatively. As I said, I've dealt with all four of these throughout my jiu-jitsu journey, from white to present-day black belt. But I will say this, that since I've been a black belt, this happens less and less. It's very rare for me to have negative thoughts during rolling. Now, I think there's a couple of reasons for this, and I want to share this with you guys because I want to give you guys hope. I really believe this is how you combat those things. It takes time. It takes perseverance. Because here's the thing. Jiu-Jitsu is going to throw challenges at you. It is going to throw you questions that you have to answer. It's going to present you with a challenge, and you've you've got to answer that call. From white to black belt, it never stops. It is going to be hard. But it is so, so worth it. When I think about how I've matured from white to where I am today as a black belt of five years, I mean, I'm a completely different person. 
and through all of those challenges, through dealing with all of this and just constantly going out there and doing my best and learning from each one of those challenges, I've matured and I've gained confidence. I'm confident in who I am, but I'm also confident in my jujitsu. When it comes to being out there on those mats, I am truly confident. I can say that I am truly confident. And there's a lot of power in that because here's the thing. When you're having a negative thought, it's very, very tough to find your way back to just doing jujitsu. But as I said, when you've dealt with those challenges, you've rolled with the 350 plus pound person, you've maybe even competed against somebody in the absolute division that outweighed you two, maybe even three times your body weight. You've gotten injured and you've trained through an injury. You've come back through an injury. You've rolled with the school's enforcer and you've done that round over and over again to where it doesn't scare you anymore. You've been tired, you've competed tired, or you've rolled tired, you've, you've trained through you know, not having slept because you've got a newborn and you've done that week after week after week. Whatever it may be, you've answered all of those challenges. By the time you're a black belt, you should have answered all of those. You should have dealt with all of them. And so it's going to keep happening. One of those four reasons is going to pop up. Something's going to happen in your life when you're a black belt. And when you're on the mats, it's going to affect the way you train. But because <laughs> I'm sure something bad has happened to you at each one of those belt levels, you just you have experience and you know how to find your way back to training. You know how to find your way back to just, hey, let's leave all of that outside the mat. We've done it before. We've trained through, uh, you know, this. We've trained through that. Oh, man, I'm super tired. Well, we've, we've, done, we've competed. Remember, remember that time when you were a blue belt and you competed in that tournament and you were gassed out in the finals and you found a way to win? Or maybe you even lost, but you, you still, you know what it's like. You've gotten through it. You've got through that. So you can just find your way back to your jujitsu. Somebody's coming at you super hard. Well, dude, you've done that before. And you know just because somebody's coming at you super hard, technique always trumps aggression. Just find a way back to your technique. You'll deal with it. If you need to tap, tap. You've tapped thousands of times by the time you're a black belt. Now, I talk about all of this because the fourth one was the reason I had negative thoughts this week. It was a Tuesday. It was Tuesday, I should say. And one of our buddies was in town. He's a really, really good black belt. He's competed for years. And while he doesn't compete anymore, he's still a very, very, very top-notch black belt. One of the best guys I've ever trained with. And me and Brandon have trained with this guy dozens of times. But we hadn't trained with him for three years. Since COVID hit, I hadn't even seen him. And he was coming in to work with our guys, and he was teaching class that night. And our rounds have always been competitive. And I was just wondering, like, what the what was the round going to look like? Was I going to be able to beat him, or was he going to have, like, improved way more than I have? And <laughs> I tell you guys all the time, like, you know, you should never put your value into winning or losing, right? You should learn from your, your losses. A loss is still a loss. And you should try to win. It's okay to be competitive during training. But don't put your value into it. But it can, it can be tough. And it happens even at Black Belt where 
I was putting a little bit of my, my self-worth into this role. I really wanted to win, and I wanted to test myself. I wanted to, to see where I was at with, with this guy, and I knew that we were going to roll, and I knew, like, he trains hard. Anytime he rolls, he rolls to win. So I was thinking about it a little bit during the day, but it was time to roll. And I had to sit out the first two rounds because I was uh, talking to somebody that was trying class. So I usually on Tuesday, Thursday night, jump in about round three or four. And I was watching him roll with one of our really talented guys. He's a brown belt. And I watched him tap him out twice. And I was like, man, you know, this guy's super tough to submit. You know, one of our brown belts, super tough to submit. This guy tapped him twice. So it got me thinking like, okay, like this is going to be a challenge for sure. So I can't know my business, jump out there, and we roll. And I can feel immediately like, okay, he's he's wanting to see where he's at too. He's wanting to compete, which was perfect because that's what I wanted to do. Two minutes into the roll, we had exchanged positions. He had swept me, I had swept him, and now I'm back on top. And I was getting some good side-to-side movement. But I wasn't passing. He had a really good guard retention. He was having, uh, he was doing really good with his outside pummels. And I started to think, like, oh man, what if I, I'm not passing? What if I can't pass him? What if I don't get past his guard? What if I don't submit him? What if I make a mistake and he submits me because I'm trying to get past his guard too much? And all this happens in just a couple of seconds. I'm thinking like, man, what if I don't beat him? What if I make a mistake? Oh, I saw him tap out, you know, this guy from the closed guard. What if I end up in his closed guard, closed guard and he catches me in uh, submission? Because that's where he's super, super good. I had to find my way back to my jiu-jitsu. So I told myself, I just clearly, I said, stop. I said, Matt, stop. Just do jiu-jitsu. Trust your jiu-jitsu. And I went back, um, you know, or I should say, I, I found my way back to it. So in a span of like 15 seconds, I have all these negative thoughts. Just, hey, Matt, go back to doing your jujitsu. You've been here before. You've competed against tons and tons of dudes. You've rolled with tons of black belts. You've been in tough rounds before. Just do your best. And I didn't think all of that. But as I was saying, when you're a black belt, you've been there before. You've done this so many times. You've answered all of those challenges that jiu-jitsu has presented to you that it's so much easier to find your way back and to clear your head of those negative thoughts. That's why you can't quit. That's why when you're having those negative thoughts about not wanting to roll with somebody because they rolled a little too aggressive or you're you know, just upset about something that happened in your life and so you're like, oh, I'm just going to take this week off of jiu-jitsu. Every time you don't answer the challenges, it gets harder and harder to do. And every time you don't answer those challenges, you're, you're one step closer to not coming back. And that's why I tell my guys and I tell myself, the one thing I'm always going to do is answer. Answer the call. You're going to be uncomfortable out there on those mats from time to time. Understand the better you get and the more experience you get, the less that happens. You're able to deal with those, those uncomfortable situations you know, as a black belt 10 times easier than a white belt. But that's part of the maturation and part of the growth that jiu-jitsu brings you. So I just wanted to tell you guys, like, look, it happened to me this week. Just a snippet 
I started to think those negative thoughts, but I found my way back and you're going to be able to do it too. Find your way back to your jujitsu. Trust the process. And you're going to be a great black belt one day too. Guys, how crazy was that UFC? UFC 279 was, uh, I mean, there's conspiracies about it. I'm personally in the belief that, you know, the UFC plan, like they didn't want Chamayev and Diaz to fight after all. Maybe it was a pay-per-view thing. They didn't feel like the numbers were going to be right. Maybe, um, I don't know what it was. But I think they switched it on purpose, and I'm glad they did. It was a way, way better card. I didn't really want to see Chamayev Diaz. I think Chamayev would have killed him, just like he killed Kevin Holland. Ferguson Diaz was a perfect way to end. If Diaz never comes back and now Diaz can go off and fight Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whichever whichever one he ends up facing, and go make a boatload of money. And uh, it was a good fight for Tony Ferguson as well. He got to fight an aging veteran. But you guys let me know. Do you guys think it was like set up, or do you think Shemaev really missed by eight and a half pounds and it was just a last-second ditch to save the card? It just it seems a little fishy to me. It seems a little fishy. Shemaev, though, man, he is an absolute stud. His grappling is inspiring. It really is inspiring, and um, he's a guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on, and I'm definitely going to be studying a lot more of his tape. Now, it can be, it's a little bit difficult because a lot of his performances are so short, but I really think like when it comes to especially like MMA grappling, Shemaev is, uh, is the guy right now. He, um, especially when you're like talking about submissions, that Darce choke, he went from Japanese necktie, used that to break down Kevin Holland, found the Darce, and he chased that Darce. He didn't squeeze his arms out. He just chased it, chased it, chased it, did a couple of variations of the Darce. You saw him trying to mount. You saw him trying to put him in the closed guard. You saw him trying to finish on his side. And after about a minute, he found that sub. If you haven't seen it, you should for sure check out that highlight because it was uh, one of the best arses I've seen. Probably the best, I don't know, that's probably recency bias because Tony Ferguson and some other guys have had some phenomenal darses. But we'll say one of the three best arses I've seen in UFC history. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.